This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, July 1st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Climate funding gets fresh push. Syngenta warns on EPA decision. And the equity panel eyes proposal. Here's a programming note. Daybreak will be on holiday on Monday, Independence Day. We'll be back on Tuesday. Could SCOTUS revive climate funding? Washington is reeling from another widely anticipated Supreme Court decision. The immediate impact of the court's latest landmark ruling is to restrict EPA's authority for reducing greenhouse gases from coal power plants. But the ruling potentially has broader implications for other regulatory agencies down the road, and it could provide an impetus for Democrats' stalled effort to use the budget reconciliation process to pass a package of climate tax and funding provisions that include new money for Farm Bill conservation programs. It is crystal clear the only way to tackle this problem is through congressional action, which is why it's so important that Congress pass our clean energy tax credit package, said Senate Finance Committee Chair Ron Wyden, the Oregon Democrat. Lisa Jacobson, the president of the Business Council for Sustainable Energy, said the ruling, quote, must be an urgent call to Congress to enact national policies to address climate change, starting with the reconciliation package. But before the day was over, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky let it be known that if Democrats pursue that partisan reconciliation package, Republicans won't give them the votes to pass the separate international competitiveness bill, which was a top and is a top priority for President Biden. So back to Supreme Court. One environmental group, the Environmental Integrity Project, warned against interpreting the decision as preventing EPA from regulating greenhouse gases at all. The majority on the Supreme Court recognized EPA's right to do so by establishing emission limits that are imposed directly on power plants, which could be based on fuel switching, efficiency improvements, or other technologies, according to Eric Schaefer, executive director of the group and the former director, civil enforcement at EPA. But others in the green movement say the court's broad reading of the major questions doctrine could have far-reaching impacts on environmental and other regulations crafted from laws where congressional intent is difficult to discern. Blockbuster announcements affecting pesticides' future. Atrazine manufacturer and registrant Syngenta is warning that new restrictions on the herbicide could force growers of nearly 24 million acres of corn, sorghum, and sugarcane to use tillage practices to control weeds. That's adversely impacting carbon savings. Farmers rely heavily on herbicides to limit tillage and keep carbon to the ground. EPA is proposing changes to atrazine's registration that would result in less product being applied in field corn, sweet corn, sorghum, and sugar cane. The EPA move to protect aquatic plants was one of two key regulatory actions announced yesterday with implications for major agriculture pesticides. The National Marine Fisheries Service issued a biological opinion requiring mitigation measures for diazinon, malathion, and chlorpyrifos to protect endangered salmonoids in the Pacific Northwest. 
Agriculture users must limit spraying anywhere from nearly 500 feet to nearly 1,000 feet from streams and leave a vegetative buffer strip that captures pesticide pollution before it enters water, the Center for Biological Diversity said in a news release praising the biological opinion. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Equity Commission on track to deliver proposals. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Jill Bronau says USDA's Equity Commission is on track to deliver its recommendations for how USDA can improve its record on racial equity. During an interview for AgriPulse Newsmakers, Bronau said Commission subcommittees have begun to identify ideas for interim report. They've come up with 40 ideas thus far that could potentially become recommendations, and we'll know more at our next meeting about what the interim report will look like. By the way, ahead of the Commission's next meeting, a new subcommittee will be launched to focus on persistent property issues in rural communities, she said. This week's Newsmakers post today at AgriPulse.com. Crop acreage slips despite demand. Despite the global farm crisis, planting of the principal field crops is down this year due to the soggy conditions that hit the northern plains. According to USDA's acreage report yesterday, total plantings of principal crops fell to 316.3 million acres, down from 317.2 million last year. Farmers planted 89.9 million acres of corn, an increase of 400,000 over USDA March estimate. Soybean plantings were put at 88.3 million down from the 91 million acre estimate in March. Drought is spreading across the Corn Belt. Drought is spreading across parts of the eastern Corn Belt after rainstorms missed central Kentucky, southeastern Missouri, eastern Illinois, and western Indiana. Eastern Iowa and northern Minnesota did see some rain, but the areas that rainfall missed are now seeing short-term moderate drought, according to the U.S. Drought Monitor. High heat has caused corn leaves to curl across areas of Kentucky. Now take note, conditions in most of New Mexico and parts of southeastern Arizona have improved as heavy rainfall marked an early start to monsoon season, though several other parts of the west are still facing severe to exceptional drought. U.S. ethanol sees opportunity in Canada's clean fuel standard. U.S. ethanol industry groups are applauding Canada's finalization of its new clean fuel standard, which sets a nationwide goal of an average of 15% ethanol blend and gasoline by 2030. The U.S. exports hundreds of millions of gallons of ethanol to Canada every year, and a blend rate increase is expected to boost that trade. Canada is, quote, leading the globe in putting a plan in place to slash greenhouse gas emissions from the transportation sector through the, through higher blends of biofuels. That, according to a joint statement coming from the Renewable Fuels Association, Growth Energy, and the U.S. Grains Council. 
Well, here's today's She Said It. The court appoints itself instead of Congress or the expert agency, the decision maker on climate policy. I cannot think of many things more frightening. That's Supreme Court Justice Elena Kagan writing in dissent. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 1st. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.